Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 63 of the bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I'm one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven, joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Eli Downing and Daryl Fumimano. How are you boys doing this morning? Great. Triumphant. Yeah. Triumphant? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to pick on some kids, huh? That's how you're <laughs> feeling good about that. <laughs> <laughs> You have an air of glory about you. That's good. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we'll let that last as long as it can, because next time you're going fucking down. Okay. All right. Just keep it in. Keep it in your noggin. Daryl, do you feel triumphant too? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I was probably waking up from that beating I took yesterday. <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. We were both we were both talking about how we woke up a little bit later than we would have liked before recording. So. I don't know. I hate that feeling of like when you wake up late for something and like you're just like super rushed right away in the morning. Uh, Terrible. Yeah, it's it's pretty awful. Like, I don't know if I told either of you guys like on Sunday, we'll get into what happened with the beatings real quick. But I have a quick anecdote about waking up late on Sunday. I went to go see my cousin play in um, it's sort of like a marching band and like bugle corps competition. Pretty cool. I've never been to something like that. What did you say? Marching band and bugle corps. Bugle corps. Right. Is that like a offshoot of like, like metal corps? Like a, corps. It's like a like a like a French horns and like you know I don't know how to just I'm not good with like yeah. brass instruments but he's basically in a marching band okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The point being he played in Stanford Stadium on Sunday night and we didn't get home on Sunday night before work on Monday until like 1 a.m. or something. And I set my alarm for, I think it was like 6.45 or whatever, or like 6.50, and then did this thing where I just didn't turn my phone, like I didn't hit snooze again. I just turned off the alarm on accident. And then when wow. I woke up, like jolted out of bed, it was already 8 o'clock. It's just normally the time I get, arrive at work before my 50-minute commute. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just It's just like the worst feeling in the world, like just immediately get up like half-ass brush your teeth and then run out the door you're already setting a bad cadence for the day at that point yeah Mm -hmm. i will say i like how how it wakes you up that's true it's such a jolt you're like oh my god and then you're you're ready for the day (laughs) but besides that it's a terribly shitty way yeah about your day for sure i i agree with that you do get that jolt that kick of energy you know speaking of kicks of energy remorse eli gave us a couple kicks of energy last night by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk about it. You're right. Like mm-hmm. we went and played some magic together finally, which was uh which is an awesome idea that Eli kind of set up. I appreciate you, you know, bringing that home, making sure we followed through and did it. Uh talk to us about the experience from your perspective, Eli. You're the, you're sort of the magic expert now. So, how was it having some uh some noobs come into your abode, eat your pretzel snacks and mm-hmm. uh get their asses kicked? Uh it was great. I mean, I, w- I wasn't planning on the ass kicking. I was honestly planning on on uh, getting my ass kicked. I was prepped for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was great. It was great to have you guys here and and do something in person as the uh, as a trophy talk podcast crew. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's with you know magic. There's all kinds of stuff to do, and I've I've been into Commander, which is the multiplayer format. So I have a couple decks of that that um you know that allowed us all to play together at once and uh yeah just 
shit on you guys. I guess that's how it went. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had gotten a, that older elf deck that I thought would be a little less powerful, and it did not turn out that way. Right. Elves are a little overpowered in, uh, in the olden days of Magic when I played. I used yeah. to. That was the very first type of deck that I took to a Friday Night Magic in seventh grade was an elf deck. And, oh, yeah? Uh, yep. And it was pretty cool. Um, none of this commander nonsense going on, you know, but very similar cards than the ones that you played where it's like redistribution of counters or adding mana or, you know, stuff like that. And they all kind of buff each other. So it, it's cool because even though I haven't played an elf deck or played with one in like 15 years, the philosophy has stayed largely the same, which I think is cool. It's just got some updates to uh, to some like side systems or whatever. But um yeah, the commander is pretty cool. I'm I'm not used to that format, but I think it's a really neat idea and sort of like a more fun, like casual game experience to play. So I was pretty impressed with it. What did, what did you think, Daryl? As someone who's never really well, I don't want to say never. I don't think you'd played much Magic before, correct? Um, before this one, I played one time with Eli. Okay. So what do you think? Intro. Um, you know, I, I I thought it was fun. I I really didn't know what I was doing, so I appreciate you guys kind of like helping me with the games, like answering questions and things like that. I I enjoyed my time. I definitely want to like get into it more. Uh, you know, at least like maybe have like another hobby. Yeah, it, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think the the only challenge that I'm like finding now is like. And I, I talked about this with Eli last night as well. It's like the the cards I draw and the cards that I look at as I'm playing, I, I kind of have an idea of what they do. But it's the opponent's cards. I really have no idea what they do. So a lot of times I'm not sure, like, how is that going to affect the game? Like, what did the card actually do? Things like that. Right, right. Yeah. I still yeah. struggle with that. I go to like the local game store. People are playing stuff. I'm like, oh. So I'm looking oh, right now. That's the combo piece, and then you just get wrecked. I don't know. Is this a good deal, Eli? You you tell me, okay? Oh, on Amazon, yeah. Just for clarification, huh? right? So there's yeah. a Magic: The Gathering Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate four Commander deck bundle. Uh huh. And all four decks, and it's 140. That's not bad. Okay. okay. Uh, the uh the previous set. Um, Streets of New Capenna had five commander decks. You can get them for like one sixty. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's not uh, that's not too bad then. Yeah. All right. You probably want to buy just one. No, I think maybe I just want to buy like I think I'm just gonna spend all my money on this now. <laughs> 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 um, uh, I do think I'm gonna yeah. try check out the card shop today though when I'm doing some errands. So yeah, should be kind of fun. I've not been in a while, but, but yeah, Daryl, to your point of like learning and stuff, that's I, for me, that was always the most fun part was like when my friends got into it, like kind of, you can see someone like the gears turning, you know, they're kind of getting it, having more fun. And then eventually they're like doing their own deck building and like have their own ideas for how they want to play the game and stuff. It's really cool. So that part is always a joy to watch for me personally. So I'm glad that you enjoyed yeah. yourself definitely one of those you get you get a little hit of the cardboard crack and you, and you want more <laughs> cardboard crack <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you want more but it's it I, magic is 
super overwhelming. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. And the cool thing is, like, I mean, just like any hobby, right? You can be as casually into it or as competitively into it as you want. You know, like you could. It's easily a, a hobby where you could put tons of time and energy, or you could play once a week with some friends and just have some fun. You know. Yeah. So, uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. But yes, Eli did get first place in the commander battle that we did. I got last place, and I, Derek, I warned got you. Second. Yep. I warned you. You chose. I chose a weird deck, but I wanted to try something yeah. fun and different. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I was allured by dragons because, as I said back in the day, dragon cards were much more rare. And yeah. so I was like, "What? You have like a dragon deck? Like?" And it was cool. I'm I'm glad I got to play that. And yeah. uh, little, it's a little. Yeah. It's funny. They it's called Draconic Descent. But it's a little weak on the dragons in that deck. Mm. It's more. It's like when you buy the precon, it's a little more focused on the goad. Um, right. Right. As I as I upgrade that deck, I'm looking to make it heavier on the dragon side. I think there's but like a you card... said, they're like big rare. You know, there's a lot of um, you know they can be expensive cards. Let me see if I can. Yeah, there is a there is a dragon egg card which is kind of cool i don't know if you're familiar with that but Moldering egg uh well that one but there's there's one just called dragon egg it's oh, from yeah? corset 14 though it looks like so <laughs> it's a little bit older basically it's a zero two defender and when it dies you put a two two dragon creature with flying onto the battlefield and yeah. it has an ability to buff it so it's sort of just like an early game like insurance yeah. policy you put a couple of those out and then just like you know get some early dragons on the field either way we're getting in the weeds but that is pretty uh pretty cool pretty cool yeah, yeah. and i'm very appreciative to the uh to the hosting for having daryl and i over that was very nice of you so yeah. we'll keep it going the saga will continue on this mm -hmm. i'm sure and we'll have some updates for for everybody as we continue to play but i had a, a great time so thanks for that thank you for coming oh yeah boy oh yeah boy just uh, you know, by the way, we smashed Eli in the one-on-one -on -one standard. So you know, yeah, yeah, I got smashed in the one. -on -one. Wasn't smashed actually, but barely pulled it out of victory. But that was yeah, pretty cool I, too. I still regret that block. The block from. I regret that forever. The block that rang through the ages. I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna block, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'll block, and then he just instant plus three plus three and killed me. The olden trick. The, uh, the, <laughs> the god, the god or something that doubled his damage. Yep, it was the yeah the giant guy. I oh, think. did we account for that? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think did, it, it, it would have been it would have been a it would have been a trade instead of a, a wipe. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we did, so we'll call <sighs> it a tie for now. We'll call it, I'll call it a tie for now. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But uh, but yeah, so more Magic the Gathering stuff to come, I'm sure, as people are hopefully excited about. We've got a few people who play in the Discord. I know Pat has been on a journey on the, uh, if it's the online version, I'm not quite sure what version he's doing, but... Arena. Arena, where he recently got Diamond, so congratulations to you, Pat, on that. That does not sound like an easy task, if it's anything like getting high rank in Hearthstone was back in the day. So, good stuff there, but we'll we'll keep everyone updated, and if you uh, are interested in magic or anything like that, you know, reach out. We all have some stuff to say, but... Yeah, this might become the MTG, TTP... MG, MG. yeah, MTG, TTP. <laughs> I mean, I think if anything, we maybe could make a separate channel in the Discord for it, but yeah. let's get in ahead of ourselves. Let's, let's yeah, just yeah, see yeah. how it goes. 
Anyways. Anywho's, this is a PlayStation podcast predominantly and a trophy hunting podcast. So let's get back into it with some classic dad jokes. Nothing says PlayStation <laughs> to me more than dad jokes. So let's go. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was trying to stick to the theme a little bit again. Okay. So we got some uh, some creepy creature questions here. <laughs> um, so why are, why are skeletons so calm? Especially when they enter the battlefield. Because they can't shiver. Close. Ah, shitters. <laughs> Daryl, you got anything for this skeleton bonanza? Got nothing. Because nothing gets under their skin. God, ah, the skin thing, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were right there. <laughs> I was on the cusp of, of understanding the skin joke. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and why did the skeleton drop out of med- medical school? They wanted to use his body as a statue. Oh. You know how they have those statues in science classes? <laughs> he felt used. Yeah, they didn't see? No, no. All right. No, oh, no, oh, no. oh, damn it. Okay, okay. Oh, my God. He, he just didn't have the stomach for it. Oh, for fuck's sake. For <laughs> fuck's sake, damn it. And then, uh, you know, there's all kinds of creatures. We got vampires in dungeon in, uh in magic right the I, I just said dungeon dragons but yeah they got those new sets so there's, there's all kinds of there's a lot creatures. of crossover here there's a, there's yeah. becoming a lot there didn't used to be that much crossover at all but now it seems like oh. there's some good stuff warhammer new there's gonna be new commander decks that's the next commander decks to come out are gonna be warhammer that's lady yeah it looks pretty <laughs> cool dude. they all look super cool god damn it i know um, but this has nothing to do with warhammer okay which fruit is a vampire's favorite? Blood orange. Ooh. Okay. Daryl? <laughs> nope. He's been attacked by a vampire over there. Yeah. Is uh a nectarine. Yeah, shitters, dude. I thought <laughs> thought about nectarine. I think they both too. were. I think that's like a and or type of deal, you know? <laughs> And Just like any good or. joke, it's got an Andor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I like Blood Orange, though, as an answer. So, hey, I'm happy with that. All you listeners at home, if you thought Blood Orange, you were onto something, too, okay? Yeah. Don't let the man keep you down. The joke master. And elves, uh, that big tribal, another good, um, you know, token. Uh, deck in magic is zombies. Okay. And they, they need to get learned, you know? Right. But why didn't this specific zombie go to school? Parents told him he was brain dead. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Timmy. You're not going to school. <laughs> You're not going to school. Uh, that's, what, that's what I got. <laughs> they, maybe they did tell him that, and then he felt rotten. Ooh, ooh, little sick day for the zombie. Stay yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, very nice. I like this. I like this. It's kind of the preamble for what's coming up, which is my favorite season in Spooktober. We got so we got a ways to go, but it feels. I can feel it, dude. I can feel it. I'm I'm over this summertime nonsense. Ninety plus degree days, dude. Get that shit out of here, okay? <laughs> that shit out of here. 
<sighs> All right. Well, thank you for those dad jokes here. Oh, wait. Was that the last one? Sorry. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, thank you very much for those. Hopefully you all are enjoying those and hurting your brain just as much as me and Daryl and trying to think of the answers. And uh, as we said at the top, this is episode 63 of the show. It's been going for over two years now, which is incredible. And largely that is in, in big part due to our patrons and our Patreon support. So remember, you can support us over at patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast if you like the show and you want to throw us a little bit of little bit of cheddar and uh, some appreciation. We, we really do appreciate it over there. Of course, if you can't, that's fine too. But we want to give a big shout out at the top here to our Patreon supporters. So that is a thank you to Charles slash Chaz Bilby, <laughs> the Slide G Cooper, Pat the Trophy Hunter, Maximum Carnage, B-Down, Slugger, Diego Juan, King6969, Skrillis, and Smackerly. So thank you guys so much for your continued support of the show. We really do appreciate it. It means a lot to us, so thank you. Chaz even has an Andor, so you know it's right. It's legit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get into the first question, which is not at the top of the document, so a little bit confusing for Daryl and Eli and I following along here. But one of our questions comes to us from Skrillis, and it seemed to be a much more broad sort of life question. So I figure we'll start out with that, and we'll maybe slowly get into a little more gaming-centric questions before we get into what we have been playing. So, first question, like we said, comes from Skrillis, and he says, with reaching our goal of buying a house, him and his wife, congratulations, by the way, Skrillis, mm-hmm. it, it makes me wonder, what are some of the Trophy Talk podcast goals outside of trophies and gaming? So, for example, what's next for Colin and Steph? What are Eli's plans for moving forward in life? And Daryl, what's your next life goal with your wife? Also, <laughs> Daryl, will you ever join us in party chat again? <laughs> yep. Rip. Uh, wow. Yep. So really coming at you there at the end. So yeah. thank you for that question. Let's take it in reverse order. So let's start with this, Daryl. Are you ever joining Party Chat again? What's going on? That's a tough one. Um, no, I, I, I would like to, to join Party Chat again. Um, I think I just got to get like a new headset. I think the one I'm currently using, it just is trash. For I'm sure. not a fan of it. So, classic headset blame. Yeah, yep, that's right. That's the one I'm drawing and I'm playing it right now. And there you go. It's a two two. Yeah, I hope to I hope to join. Like even even when I did have a headset, I was never really a big party chat guy. For sure. Um more of a one on one type of guy. And then, you know, once more people join the party chat, I just tend to just you know, fade back into the sound. Yep. So I am addressed. Hey, Daryl, what you think? I'm like, all right, cool. I'm back in the chat again. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> yeah. Well, so you were messaging in Discord the other day because it was Prime Day recently, and I'm sure a couple people made some acquisitions that day of you know gaming gear and such. And I know you were asking about headsets. Did you end up finding one that you want to go you know move forward with or or purchase or what? What are you thinking for a headset? Um, I, I did take a look uh, at some of the the brands that some of the Discord members suggested, like the Astros, Uset Pulse, and um, another one that's thinking in my head right now. The Steel Series, Astros. probably, right? It's like Arctics, I think that's what oh, it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I checked those three out, and they they all seem pretty legit headsets. You know, I definitely was tempted to buy like one right off the go, but... I I just didn't know enough about the headsets, you know. 
uh, I, I kind of held off on, on buying anything. I didn't purchase a headset that day. But um, hopefully by the next time, um, you know, maybe there's like a deal around. I'll have like a better idea of like the quality and the type of headset I'm getting before I like make a purchase. I was really like really scared of like buying a headset, like without really doing a ton of research on it and then just be ending up with a, a headset I'm not happy about. For sure. Yeah, I actually just when you're speaking there sent you a link in the Discord, but there is a new Sony headset that... It's sort of, it seems to me, like the upgraded version of the Pulse. It's from their new product line, which this happened about three or four weeks ago, maybe a little longer at this point. There was a slight like showcase for their new product line, which is called InZone, I-N-Z-O-N-E. And they announced two new gaming monitors and a couple headsets specifically designed for use with the PlayStation 5. So I ended up pulling the trigger and ordering the 4K HDR 140-40 Hz. 27 inch gaming monitor to finally get my 4k hdr gaming on which i'm pretty excited about and it's a pre-order but they took my credit card info so they fucking got me you know what i mean (laughs) so it'll be shipped to me i think at some point in late august but the point being there is a noise canceling like gaming headset that's like the all white look to kind of match the ps5 and uh, it's a little expensive but it's like noise canceling and has a bit more of a dedicated mic than the Pulse headset does, because really that's my only complaint about the Pulse headset is just that the audio quality for like in-party chat or, and stuff like that is not that great. And I wouldn't use it if I was going to like record for this or something like that. But I think... What this... is this? Go ahead. That one's $300, dude. Oh, whoops. There's another version of it that's only there's 99 the wire. Sorry. There's the wire. Like, how is it? How is wireless... $200. Yeah, so you definitely some Bluetooth. You definitely want to get the wired version anyway because then you're not dealing with batteries. I absolutely hate wireless shit. I'm going to be honest with you with gaming. What? Like if I like back on the what? 360, I bought a wired 360 controller. I never used the battery ones after the first like year or so because I just hated the idea of having to either charge or replace batteries or having, you know, I just think it's stupid and I even my Astros that I use right now are not the the nicest high end Astros the A50s are wireless and I'm not no no I want a wired connection so I'm using the A40s and uh, yeah that's just that's me personally I just enjoy them I just enjoy it more I think there's less room for air less things to think about um, like I really wish that there was a non recharging version of the PS5 DualSense that you could just like have as like wired into your console and it would be lighter. You know, that was the main thing with the Xbox 360 one when you took out, when you just got the wired connected one instead of the, the battery pack, it was like half the weight in your hand. It felt so much mm. like more like just chill to hold. Um, but there is something nice about the weightiness of the DualSense and that it feels like it's well made, you know. But yeah. but anyway, th- there's a lot of options for you, for you, Daryl, when you, when you do end up kind of looking at those headsets. And uh, one of the other things that we should we should definitely do again when we used to do party chat more is when it was just you, me, and Eli playing uh, a certain game. So we got to find a co-op game that we can all kind of play again. I think for sure. Vision two, man. We never finished it. We never yeah. did, and I don't know if I have my progress. Is the problem like if I log back in there, am I going to be at? <sighs> yeah. Well, the thing is with those games, the larger kind of, you know, not free to play, but larger like 
games as service games i wonder if like the server side of the game stores my character's information less so than like my consoles save Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm thinking maybe if i logged back into division two my guy would still be there but i literally have no fucking clue what i don't even remember what we were (laughs) doing no idea (laughs) yeah but you're right we do have division Uh, two so before we get too far away from the headsets there there are those differences the the h3 the hundred dollar version doesn't have that noise canceling and it's okay. super charged and super sharp reflexes whatever the hell those things are okay so yeah but it, it's interesting because the pulse headset which is like their kind of first ps5 specific version of this is also 99 dollars. but you'll notice that one on end zone actually has like a mic right it actually has like yeah. a yeah so i think even between those two you might as well go with that one now versus the pulse I see it as 80, but... Oh, excuse me. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I would probably just... Well, it's wireless, though. Mm-hmm. So it depends on whether you're a wired guy or not. Right. Interesting, though. Interesting. But, All right, well, let's get yeah. to... The, the next part of the question for you, Daryl, is what's your next life goal? Skrillis asks, with you and, uh, with you and your wife, what's your next big adventure? <laughs> and this question is... Uh getting into nitty-gritty about me man yeah dude. well it's getting with all of us but i'm going in reverse order so <laughs> uh next life goal uh i gotta say next life goal with my wife would be to do every husband and wife's dream is to be a parent sure i think that would be an awesome part of our lives is to have kids and raise kids i think at this point in our lives i think we're ready but you know you know if you have kids you can never be ready for them it's always something um but yeah i I think that's like our next life goal and i think on top of that i think my wife and i would like to travel more um traveling's always been big for us and because of the pandemic we haven't been traveling for like the last two and a half years so we actually just got back from a nice little vacation. We went down to Louisiana, uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> How they liked it pronounced. Yep, yep. Uh, it was it was dope, man. I had a really good time out there. I celebrated my 34th birthday out there. It was really chill, man. Really enjoyed my time out there. That is very cool. I didn't realize you were 34. You're only a little bit older than us. Than me and Eli, not too, not too much older. I think I'm the the uh, I'm the vet in the in this squad, man. I'm you are. Veteran. Yep, yep. So I'll be turning 31 this year. I think Eli's the baby, dude. Yeah, get out of here by a month, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is the baby. <laughs> like I guess 27 days or something, dude. <laughs> yeah. What a little kid, dude. What a jokester. Yeah, let's just say you guys got wrecked by a little kid. Man. That's, that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. You like your mouth, son. Well, that, that is a, that's, that's certainly a very exciting and worthwhile goal, I think, Daryl, if that's something you guys want to explore. So I wish you all the best on that journey, of course. And, uh, you know, you, every every couple, every person, you're on your own pace and your own journey. So whenever that happens for you, whenever you guys feel ready. You know, wish you all the best. Very cool indeed. Very cool indeed. All right. So let, then working in reverse order, Eli, what are your mm-hmm. plans moving forward in life? Day by day, bro. Day by day. Um, yeah, I'm just 
right now I'm happy uh, with with my job. So just learning more as much as I can about, you know, thermodynamics and all kinds of wacky whatever maintenance stuff. Sure. Trying trying to take in everything I can and learn stuff and, you know, be able to take that home with me and progress my career in that field. And then, you know, who knows where that leads, looking for options. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Because that could take me all over. A little yeah. more so than where I was before. So that's kind of the the long-term goal behind it. It's not exactly a goal. It's not like, ah, like I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. But it's just like to have, you know, a little more versatile portfolio, if you will. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, just raising my son day by day. Make him the the best man he can be is my my life goal. Have there you go. Make the same mistakes I did. There you go. Which almost never works, but you know, <laughs> you can try. Yeah, I mean that's got to be a strange sort of feeling. I have no idea, right? But I I would assume there's an element of like they're gonna make mistakes and they're gonna and that's okay, you know. Because um, you, it's so weird now that like when I am now that I am a parent and you're like. Your, you know, your parents are always telling you stuff. You're like, shut up. You don't know anything. You were never. Oh afraid. my gosh. And yeah. It's like, oh you know, it's like now I'm in that position and it's like, oh, man, how the hell am I going to get through? Uh, cause he's, you know, kids don't want to listen to their parents at some point. Yeah. Right now he does. He wants to follow me around everywhere. I can't even poop in peace, but, um, but probably not too many more years of that. I mean, yeah, it's getting close. He's going to be seven. Yeah. In October. I mean, I really feel like I mean, it's different for everyone, of course, but I feel like when I was like 10 or 11 is when I really started to be like, I'm doing my own things, you know, um, you get those double digits and you start to feel pretty confident in your own, your yeah. own stuff, you know, especially when you get to the, where you get the teens at the end, yep. you know? 11, yep. 12, you still kind of, kind of floating in limbo there in between, uh, thinking your parents are cool versus telling them to fuck off being constantly embarrassed by them yeah Yeah. (laughs) especially 16 you get that car oh my gosh bro you run the world yeah like freshman year high school you're still kind of nice to your parents it was like yeah sophomore year and onward i started to be sort of a Mm -hmm. jerk uh that's when i really didn't get along very well with my dad for a few years there but it then when i moved out got along great (laughs) you know so yep but i think those are uh all you know all great worthwhile endeavors so again best of luck with that you're doing a great job so far so just keep it up you know what i mean thank you just keep it up keep it up and let's see what's next for me and steph well we would like to own property or a house i think is kind of like a really big thing for us but it's the question of where and when obviously buying property in california is extremely expensive and our money could go a lot further elsewhere but the problem is we like being in California and we like all of our friends in California. So it's sort of this like, you know, you're kind of, kind of a little bit torn, but uh, I will say Stephanie is looking for new jobs right now. She's been doing a lot of job applications. Some are local, some are not local, some are remote. So just kind of seeing what kind of what happens, what takes, you know, see what the options are. And uh, I'm kind of going to be keeping 
keeping steady on the course to kind of be a more like stable financial like back backbone while she does that right and then eventually we'll we'll trade off and then she'll be stable while i kind of look around for for something new um but definitely like i would like to again not that there's anything wrong with my job or you know anything like that it's very fortunate to have it but um yeah well there's things there's things things to not there's things to not like about it but there's things to be grateful for with it too and um but i think at some point i really would like to to have a job where i am it's more aligned with my interests outside of work it doesn't have to be necessarily like my passion job but you know something that i'm a little bit more excited to wake up and go to work i would say uh that's definitely a goal it's not necessarily the you know in the next six months but you know, in the next few years, that's certainly something that I would love to have. And then we would like to get either another cat or a dog, we said, next year. Oh, yeah. And uh, try to get another pet, you know. And so it's really kind of juggling all those things. We're both, like, really looking for new new job opportunities, but also trying to just kind of save money. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at on a day-to-day level, but I definitely have aspirations for the next couple years. So we'll see. We'll see. But congratulations again, Skrillis, on the house. Thank you very much for your question. Appreciate yeah. it, sir. And uh, keep sending those pictures along of uh, your new gaming room setup. It looks pretty cool. Especially that picture that, uh, of uh, Ganondorf or whatever. The dude yeah, with the yeah. yellow hair and the green hat. I don't know. what is that Zelda? I think I think it is. It was the, the, one of those elves from that deck I was playing. Oh, you're right. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. <laughs> i'd like that uh that uh i don't drink g feel but that little like closet thing i'm a sucker for those like built-in cabinets for sure you know like how old houses always used to have like a big tv setup and there's like bookshelves built into the wall yeah I'm a sucker for those i i love that look of like on the wall shelving like that too yeah really really cool yeah so yeah careful with that g fuel though dude you know what I mean? Yeah, bro, that that's a, that's like a, that's a, that's a minute. You know what I mean? You just need to yeah. chill out a little bit. Okay. Have some water. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah. Big shout out to water. Yep. But, awesome. uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay. So the next question comes to us from maximum carnage. It's a longer one. So Eli, take us in. Take us in, huh? It's only a couple, the, like a sentence and a half. One, huh? <laughs> yeah. If you could choose any of the Last Stand media team to be a special guest on Trophy Talk podcast, who would you pick and why is your answer, Chris Rakan? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I'll, I guess I'll go first on this one. Um, I thought it made the most sense for our show, which is trophy-focused, PlayStation-focused, for it to be Colin. Now... That's kind of like the boring answer, I would assume, for most people. But he's the only one in that team who cares about trophies and who actively talks about trophies. So mm-hmm. if we were going to have a guest that was like relevant to what we do in our discussions, uh, certainly I think he is the, the best choice for that. Um, and my backup choice is actually Cog, who's from Defining Duke. And he and Maddie are just... I've been getting a lot more into Defining Duke recently, uh, largely because Sacred Symbols episodes turned into like four-hour like anthems, and Defining Dukes are a little bit shorter, typically like two and a half hours or so. And it's just interesting to hear about the other side of the ecosystem, right? Like I don't really pay attention to or think about or read Xbox news very much, so getting to hear it is is pretty cool. And I just think they have a really nice like dynamic and energy between the two of them. It's a much different sort of show. 
than sacred symbols in some ways even though it's structured similarly they they just have a really nice like banter back and forth and it's a lot more kind of i don't know it's interesting takes of stuff that i wouldn't normally hear so actually cog is my is my second choice but uh Daryl, what did you have for this? Do you even listen to, do you know what, what he's asking here with the Last Stand media stuff? Uh, I mean, they're, they're, it's a production team of, like, different podcasters, right? Correct. So there's, um, there's three people on Sacred Symbols, there's two people on Defining Duke, and then there's two people on Knockback. So there's actually six people total, because there's some overlap. But, yeah, like six different podcasters, basically. Okay. I'm familiar with the Sacred Symbols uh, yeah. podcast. The cool. other two, I, I this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so that that kind of limits my my choices, you know. But I think when I was listening to Sacred Symbols, um, you know, when I was listening to them for a bit, I think I heard Colin mention trophies a few times. Mm-hmm. Um. So like you call it, I think it would make sense to have him as a, a guest on the show. But I also like Chris Reagan. He's pretty funny. I I like his uh, I like, the, <laughs> I like his material on the on the podcast. And I actually listen to um, Snark Tank more than Sacred Symbols. I I kind of transitioned over to that show because of him. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, Eli introduced me to that show, and um, I, I I enjoy it. You know, if if I'm bored one day and i just you know want to listen to a podcast i usually play snark tank um but yeah those two guys are pretty good um i, I like the the material they bring the, the things they talk about um but i think it, it would make the most sense to have colin on the show just because i know he's talked about trophies before um on some games so that that would be my answer yep i think that that totally makes sense what about you, Eli? What do you have to say? Who would you want on the show? Yeah, I think it's the... Uh, obviously, I had to pick Colin. Uh, I think he would have the best insight and the most the most things to talk about. Like, we'd have the most things in common. would probably go the best as far as our uh, Trophy Talk podcast. I mean, as you can tell, we're very... We talk a lot about trophies, you know, right? From the intro from magic to, you know, <laughs> our life goals and stuff. Hey, that's but, that's the questions people are asking us. Okay, they could ask trophy questions more specifically. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I, I'm not super familiar with the other defining Duke. I've listened to it like once, I think, or twice. But yeah, after they started getting like super long episodes, I kind of was just like, I'm not, I'm not keeping up with it. This is like, this is like my whole week of driving to work. I'd have to listen to it every day. Mm-hmm. And so, I have I have geared more towards uh, like some comedy podcasts. I've been listening to this one called Hey Babe with Sal Vicano and Chris DiStefano, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty funny. And then uh, King and the Sting with uh, Theo Vaughn and others. <laughs> I'm the Theo Vaughn fan. Yeah, for sure. Chris D'Elia's in that one, I think too. Oh, cool. Nice and Tiger Tiger Belly with Bobby Lee. Yeah, but yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I listen to more comedy stuff like that. Um, but with that, like I, Chris Ragon would be probably the funniest. I think he's the funniest because I do. I do enjoy Snark Tank. Like when I run out of stuff, I listen to that because they talk about. There are three, three nerds that uh, have a funny that are that are pretty funny together. 
So I would like to have him on the show, but I just it wouldn't be the best. Yeah. Or the show, you know. I yeah, I totally agree. Like I mean, honestly, like my favorite Last Stand Media project that they put out is is Knockback. I think that that's like highly underrated show, but it just doesn't like so Dagan, which is actually Colin's brother, who's an animator, is uh, really really cool. I, I like really like listening to his takes on stuff, but yeah, again, it just doesn't make sense with with the current show. But mm-hmm. I would love to have a conversation with them at some point. I think. I'm thinking about this more and more like they've done a couple like live show like and like meet and greets and stuff with their fans and they've been on the East Coast so far. But if they do one because they've talked about doing more live shows, if they do one on the West Coast, I'm definitely going to go. So anyone listening who listens to our show who also likes Last Name Media, if they do a West Coast one like, you know, let's let's coordinate. And uh, yeah, but I definitely think I'm going to go next time they do one. Sounds like a lot of fun. Last Name Media does a in-person thing or yeah right so well the first time six of them yeah the first live show they did was sort of they called it an evening with last stand so they had like all of them there and it was just sort of like a more panel discussion or whatever and then the last show that they did was for sacred symbols episode 200 they did a live show which was basically just the full like three hour sacred symbol show uh so it was only those guys and not like the cog and you know but yeah but uh yeah so we'll see what they do i'm not sure i'm not entirely sure but hey, some free advertising for Last Stand Media. They got great shows. Go check them out. <laughs> you know, clearly they're I think they're the biggest or second biggest Patreon for gaming podcasts that exist in the world. So they, you know, they got their fans. But go go listen yeah. and check it out for sure. If you've heard of us, you must have heard of them. That's for sure. <laughs> there can't be. There's no way. There's there's probably very little chance that you haven't. Yeah, but in the off chance that you haven't. You know, go listen. Think you'll enjoy it, but still listen to us because we don't we don't want you to stop listening to this and then you know. <laughs> I mean, at least you can keep up with it. You know. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like we have a very uh very digestible cadence for the show. Yeah. Digestible kid, this fucking guy. Yeah. You know, this fucking guy. Digestible <laughs> cadence. Trying to use big big word energy here. Big I'm word energy. Digestible cadence. Some of that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's get into. Uh, thank you for that question, Maximum Carnage, and congratulations to you on your hundred day cleanse. I know you're posting in the Discord about hundred days. I think it was no alcohol, uh, no sugar, no junk food, and uh, exercising pretty regularly, if I recall. So good job on that. That's pretty pretty cool. So congrats. All right. Let's get into the final question from Patreon. Comes to us from the Slide G Cooper. Daryl, what does he want to know? Wants to know. Why is the world flat? I don't even know what to say to that. (laughs) I put in the thread for the questions like that's bait, you know, that meme. Um, Yeah. You're you're a jokester, you son of a bitch. Go ahead. When I'm living on Mars, I'll let you know. Yep. Yep. You know. Uh, Why is the world flat? Why do you cry? I I don't know. I (laughs) did. There's um. People, here's the answer. People are idiots, okay? And they will believe anything. And the Mm. problem is that there is so much information on the internet to support whatever stance you take that you can just find yourself your own little echo chamber. And if you want people, if you want to find a few thousand people or whatever that are telling you the world is flat, you can probably find that. However, I hate to break it to you that it's truly not. (laughs) And so, um, you know, it's about 
doing your due diligence, guys. Got to do your research. Do not trust the first thing you see. Do not just trust the headline or the picture. Read the article. Read the source. <laughs> Go a little bit deeper, please. Like this happened with a Bandai Namco like release. That there's these pictures going around. Of, like, look at this release schedule for Bandai Namco that leaked, and it's like. Have you thought about this at all? Because this doesn't really make any sense. You know, like, so general, just use your brain, people. Use your brain, okay? I mean, what's the argument on the picture? Like, people have gone to space, right, and seen, Mm -hmm. or take pictures of up there and stuff. Yeah, exactly. How how do they disprove that? Do Do you know? I don't know. How do you disprove the moon, tides that are caused by the moon? The change in the length of the day caused by the rotation of the Earth, the way that the sun rises and sets, but slightly okay. angles. Like, how do you how I, do you do an any how, commercial flying is based on the curvature of the Earth? Because when you fly north, right, it cuts down on the time because it's more curved. So when, for example, you fly from San Francisco to London, you fly north over Canada. You don't just fly straight east towards fucking New York. So it just, you guys, use your brains. Flat, okay, flat things rotate too. Mm-hmm. You can rotate a flat thing. You can rotate a flat thing, but not like a sphere. You can't rotate it. You can turn a flat thing. And it, or, I mean, if you rotate it, wouldn't rotate we at it. one point be on an edge of a flat surface? So then you're talking about a, a 2D, right? Take a flat plate and rotate it yeah. up. So it's up, standing on up? its side. <laughs> so it's standing on its side. Yeah. Right? Okay. So you've rotated a plate. Yep. And now it's a flat line. Okay. So what's going on there? What's the explanation for that? Wait. Uh, it's right. still, so if, it can still rotate and like change the way you fly can it not i don't think so if it's rotating i mean i, I think the fact of it being a sphere, two corners right mm-hmm. and 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 rotate it you're still rotating i suppose so you i are, guess you, it's, if you were flying though and it was rotating You'd like go underneath into the crust. This you is what I'm saying. The, it doesn't make you can any sense. the bottom side of the <laughs> This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> mm. This has been disproven for a long time. I know this is a bait question, but is you get to get out of here with this, okay? This is uh slide, hey, we don't know deeper. what he believes in. If you, How do you know it's a bait question? If you do believe that it's flat, I don't begrudge you. Sounds like you anything, did. right? But just, just, just kind of pay attention to the last four thousand years of history, maybe, or science, or any sort of understanding of the human race, and you will, you will understand that the world is not flat. Okay. What if the world is flat, and we're just in a simulation that like makes it look round? Okay. Like, now that like, now this is... now you're onto something. The whole simulation theory—that's certainly possible. I can't disprove that. No one can disprove that. So maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. We could be in the matrix. For all we know, it's not even a world at all. Quantum entanglement, right? You get into the weeds here. Who's that? Slugger was uploading pictures of the the telescope of the universe. Yeah, yeah. shit's bonkers. Isn't that bro. insane? I mean, they're so pretty looking. Yeah, it's really, but, really cool. Like the universe is just like infinitely big, but the light only travels so fast that like you just can't see. Mm-hmm. It, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that how it works? Um. Well, the universe is expanding. Or- it's expanding faster than the light, right? Correct. Correct. That's absolutely insane, dude. It's like the, the, you start to get into these concepts that the human brain is really not equipped to deal with. You know, yeah. 
like because the first question i always asked was like well what do you mean it's expanding like what's it what's it expanding into (laughs) you know and then they're like well it's not really like think of it like a stretching of the existing material and i'm like yeah but what's it stretching into (laughs) like you know (laughs) so it just hurts my brain uh but i love that kind of stuff i really love astronomy and yeah i'm I'm the sci-fi guy so that kind of shit really Mm. really gets me going yeah, what do you, anything you have to add here on this on why the world is flat? Not really. Honestly, I'm kind of bamboozled by the question. There you go. Um, <clears throat> but I think these kind of questions do kind of open my mind to things because a lot of the, these type of questions, like why is the world flat, um, it, it kind of makes me wonder, like, you know, I've been told these things for so long and now I hear something like, Honestly, like, what's the truth now? So it definitely has me, like, doing some research and reading things and kind of, you know, better educate myself on these type of things. This is one thing I'm not entirely familiar with, like, why is the world flat? I've I've heard, like, the flat earthers mm-hmm. and, you know, them making, like, a serious argument that the world is flat, the world's not round. It had me interested, um, but I'm not entirely informed on this matter. No, for sure. But, I, I do like these kind of questions because it, it goes against, like, everything I've been told. So it, it makes me kind of, you know, do my own research to better understand some of these things and see both sides of the argument sometimes. For sure. Yeah, it's a fun thought exercise. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's fun to think about. All right. Cool. Well, thank you for that slide, G. Cooper, and thank you to all of our patrons who wrote in your questions. We do appreciate it. Remember, you can go over to Patreon if you want to write into the show. Check out the tiers of support in the descriptions there, and uh, have a good time. All right. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. It's what we've been playing for the month of July, even though we are only halfway through at this point, the way the episodes have worked out. Uh, It's July 16th at the time of recording. So, yeah, let's go. Who wants to go first? I went first last time guys so it's got to oh, be you? I, yep i did so it's got to be either daryl or eli which one of you guys i'll go uh, ahead speaking of meat and potatoes yeah let's get into meat and potatoes. I, I, I got all kinds of meat and potatoes over here okay you know okay um yeah if you've been if you've been in the in the discord or been listening to recent episodes you know that was a completely false statement but <laughs> um i did play a little bit of demon souls there you go. And I got to, I can't remember exactly what I updated on last episode, but uh, if I did, it was on the false idol. That's um, what I remember. I I got in there. I uh, used that tactic I've been trying to uh, to use of the, what is it? The clever rats ring with uh, 3% health. You get a buff. And then uh, the Morian blade, I believe it is, gives you another like, I think it's 30 again. Uh, it's like totals up to like 140. I forget how it exactly works. It's like you get 60 for one or 40 from the other. And it's just like kind of bonkers. Um, but yeah, I got trolled like Colin and uh, got stuck in the infinite. Or the, like one shot, they hit you with that, that, uh, the trap that trap, the Dude. bear trap on the, the, uh, the, yeah, the, what do you call that? Like the magic bear trap. Yeah, you get stuck, and then they they flame you with their their soul arrows. Yeah, so bullshit, dude. And so yeah, that got me raged. But I got in there, and with that technique, I hit two handing, 
the northern regalia with pure black tendency character tendency and those buffs uh with having my health under 30 percent, i believe mm-hmm. um i i had her i got three shots off on the first on in that first section before she like disappears and creates those phantoms or whatever they are illusions yeah the other clones or whatever mm-hmm. and it was like all i had to do is hit her one or two more times oh wow the problem I'm finding with this strategy is that um, it leaves like a ch- the way the math just adds, it like leaves like a tiny little sliver of health. Mm. And it's like, I got to go in again for another attack to do like 10 damage or whatever. Just it just hasn't been uh, working out that great with in terms of, you know, just get one clean massive hit. Yeah, but it's I still should, working. It's still working good. Should maybe equip some of those like throwing knives or whatever, like the little. You oh, know, you know what I mean. And that way, you can just from afar just get one more hit in. That would do so much damage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sure. I carry a bow. I have a plus ten. Oh brother! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, throwing knives. That sounds cool. I didn't. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't use the bow, bow at all until the fucking man eaters because they kept glitching on me. Oh yeah, I'm a big goat, but I'm a big bow guy in it. That's cool. I need, I need the, especially in that game when you're like wandering around and you're like getting super far in a level and you don't want to die and have to reset everything. Right. I'm just like, I'm, I'm blasting, I'm blasting a couple arrows. I'll run and hide, blast a couple arrows. So, um, yeah, I carry like 200 with me at all times, basically. That's cool. I don't want to run out. Um, and yeah, especially with your, uh, cheese technique, mm. the cheating option I've yep. been using to keep, to keep the clever rats ring buff up, there's got to be a name for that. Is it just the clever rats ring buff, or I think it's CRR or whatever in the speedrunning community? But it's... oh, really? Yeah. Oh crap! Clever rats. rats ring. Yeah, they just, just uh, they just like fucking yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I after I did end up beating it, and I got went through the next what is that three three three, three. Two? or yeah three two three, three two mm-hmm. three two. And I got to the man eaters mm-hmm. and I was lucky enough to um, that that red phantom. What are they called? Yeah, the black phantoms, I think, the, but they are red in phantom. color. Yep. Okay, yes. So uh, I tried to run past it and just get up to the stairs and got wrecked, of course. Or I tried to kill it first. It got wrecked. Mm-hmm. One shot kill with that stupid thing. Yep. Oh, because I also you, you discover one of those in the level. That shit really pissed me off the first time I discovered it, but I knew it was coming this time. And so I made a safe scum there, too, just in case, because that thing is a pain in the butt. I hate that thing. Yep. Yeah. Then I got through the level. I'm at the, I'm at the one for the boss run, and I got wrecked. I run back. I was like, I'm just going to run past it this time. I roll dodge. It gets me in the, the trap where it, like, sucks your head, you know? And uh, it, it took me down to the to get the buff or the... CRR. Yep. CRR. And I was like, you've got to be joking me. And when it came out of its animation, it fell off the stairs. <laughs> it just, just <laughs> flung itself off the stairs. So That's I had hilarious. the perfect setup. I was super hyped. It was like the second time I ran up there. I was so super excited. So I just I made that save scum at the top of the stairs as well, ready for the uh man eater boss fight. Hell yeah. And boy did that fight take some getting used to with 30% health. Um, I, I think it's actually a little bit lower than that. Um, I tr- I tried to do the cheese strat again. 
I fell off one time, which was absolute fucking horseshit, but it's okay. Are you talking about the strat uh, where you're hanging around the middle of the map? Is that what you're talking uh, about? No, below the stairs. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I get clever rescuing buff on the bow as well. It's like all damage. Correct. Um, but it, it wasn't doing enough because um, I hit with the Northern Regalia two-handed with the buffs. It's like 1,100 damage, I believe. Okay. So That's insane. Yeah, it takes them about three or four hits. I think it's like a three hit, and I get the sliver. Right? Okay. So then I have to swing in for a fourth um, on the Maneater. So it took a little while to get used to um, like dodging those attacks again. And really, really what you can hope for if you're trying this strategy, and when I go in there, is what I hope for, is just getting them to do that thing where they uh, poke their tail into the back of their head. Sorry for spoilers, by the way. I've been just chatting it up about this. Yeah, whatever, um, dude. We we both talked about it already in, in past yeah. episodes. So so when it, when it goes in for that attack, you can get like two heavies off, like, you know, one and be safe if you want. But you can get you can get good damage in when they do that. So like you come in and and it does some stupid thing or just like charges you, it insta kills you, dude. Anything they do insta kills you, so you can't get hit. So yeah. you get some dumb. You kind you kind of gotta use that strategy. Uh, the safe's coming. Not exactly safe's coming, but it is at the same time, right? Right. It's not for endings, but it's for cheating. Yeah, <laughs> so pretty, it's pretty scummy. <laughs> it's definitely a scummy tactic. So. Oh my um, goodness! Yeah. But yeah, so you just kind of, I'm just going in and waiting for the RNG gods to bless me with some hail spike to the back of the dome. And then I can come in with the damage. But I did, I got the second one down to that sliver. And I don't know what happened, kind of blacked out from all the adrenaline, you know? And, sure, sure. You know, I'll blame it on that. And I whiffed it. So uh, that hurt a lot. Yeah, that's a bummer. So it's been a break for that. That 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 hurt me okay. deeply. Yeah, yeah. So fuck demon souls. Yep, for sure, years. for but sure. Once I get past that, it should be it should be all. Cl- I've cleared all the other worlds. It'll be. You've even done world false... five with the 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 poison shit. No, so after that'll be false idols, and then I'll have world five, and that'll be the end. Yeah. No. No, five and then world one. I only did the, I didn't do the giant yet, the knight. Oh, so you got to do one, two, and you got to do one, three. Yep. Well, I've got to get the lady out. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, and five. But yeah, all the other stuff is cleared. I'm it's, getting it's, there. It's not I'm too bad. It. Like for yeah. sure, the, the man eater level is the most annoying one. That's the one that I was dreading. By far, yeah. except for five two, which can be annoying, especially if you rush it. That's the poison oh, yeah. swamp, you know. Yeah. But if you just go slow and actually try to clear everything and make it safe, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then like just have like one really good attempt, you can do it. I think. Mm-hmm. So. I do have the sodden ring now, so it'll help on those levels. But... Oh my gosh, it helps a ton, a ton. Yeah, it's, it's a big toss up of how I like to, because I typically run the ring of the the great strength one because. I wear like heavy armor and use that uh big ass sword. The big sword, yeah. I mean even the and sword alone requires as it. Well too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't like to take that ring off. If I do, then you know, put some some light. I think it's the 
Imperial Spy or something like that is what I usually use. Depending on what level I'm going into, I have to get the poison stuff for that five level. But um, yeah, it's coming to a close if I ever get back on. <laughs> so. Fair enough. There you go. I've also been playing some Rocket League. The new season started. And uh, it's absolutely wild this season. I got I got to bring it up. Okay. What's going on? I have been getting absolutely dookied on, bro. I was um champ champ one uh in in threes and twos and then did my uh did my placements just got wrecked. I'm down to like diamond two again. It hurts. I mean diamond two is not bad, right? Don't you you always take a dip at the start of the season. That's normal. Well, so what is happening? I think there was I think this was like a like a hard reset this season or something. I'm getting like I had grand champs in my games. Oh, that's Jesus. You know, diamond champ, grand champ. I was having people with grand champ tags from last season. So it's not like it was years ago from For like sure. last season in my games. And it's like uh, so frustrating. It's kind of like toss up. Like if you get a true diamond in your in your matchup versus someone with the grand, it's like completely it's like not even fun. It's been super frustrating. Yeah, the the same thing happens with League when they reset the season two. Is like everyone's MMR gets like reset. So your first like couple placement games, you might be like silver and get people who are like platinum from last season, or, mm. or you know. And it's just like it's it's not fun for sure. Um, but you just got to get past those placements, and then once once a little bit of time passes and people kind of settle into where they're actually supposed to be ranked wise, then the games become a lot more uh, enjoyable. So. I actually yeah, don't usually grind out ranked at the beginning of a, a season because of that. I usually wait right. a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, I'm not even so concerned about my rank. It's just the um, the rewards I want. <laughs> yeah. So I did end up we've a queue to threes, and we had a team of three that had voice that mm-hmm. were in the voice actually, and we we wrecked pretty good. And oh, then nice. we were trying to party up, and it was given this one one of the guys issues. So me and the other guy decided to go play twos and. Uh, absolutely wrecked dude got up back up to champ oh like div champ one div three or four so pretty close to champ two which i've never been yet cool and nice. so i think i think i'm just gonna pause on that and wait till i get all the wins in other in the other ranks that i need to get for the rewards and then when it's i get the champ i'll just try to play wait for him <laughs> play our yeah just only, our, only play when that person's online <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, I'll definitely do that sometimes in league. I'll wait for a certain duo duo queue buddy who I know we have a good win rate together, you know, and then I'll play yeah. ranked then. And if I'm on solo, I'll just play like the for fun game modes or whatever. Castle, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm playing the threes ranked to get those wins if I can. But yeah, I'm not even like so concerned about what my rank is. I like getting I like getting good at the game and doing different things. Yeah, or like learning new skills. Yeah, uh, but I do want the rewards. <laughs> yeah that's certainly the right mentality to have about it you know you yeah. you can't sweat like losses and wins on a across a week or a month you know it's like you're it gonna go up and down yeah in the time in in the moment but uh, yeah after it's like yeah whatever yep. i don't really care mm-hmm. where i'm at exactly as long as i'm getting better i mean it's a video game at the end of the day yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. it's, it's not like you're uh playing professionally or something so no yep i get you very cool. So, All right. So yeah. some good progress in the in the classics, though. In the classics, you definitely got to get back on there and finish the Demon Souls uh, yeah, yeah, run yeah. because it's you're probably only like four to five hours away. Yeah. 
So it's you're fun. you're a couple play sessions away from being being able to be done with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Besides that, it's just been magic. So there you go. We kind of talked about that beginning. Yep. So with that, I'll pass turn. All right. Hey, pass turn. Hey, let's go, <laughs> Daryl. What about you? What have you been playing? You said you had a couple for us this week. Yeah. Um. I haven't been doing a whole lot of playing. Uh, for a number of reasons, but I did get the plat on It Takes Two. Nice. That is number fifty-six for me. Woo! So, yeah, that was a fun game, man. That was a fun game to play. And you played that I with your really wife, recommend. or did you play it did. solo? Okay. I played with my wife um, first time around, and then I was trying to do the cleanup by myself, but I, I came to the realization that it is hard to play with two controllers at the same time. Yes. So. I, you know, I was trying to make a challenge, you know, I was like, you know what, I could do it, but then I ended up giving up. I was like, babe, I need your help again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I, I enjoyed the cleanup more than the first playthrough because I was able to kind of breeze through it and uh, play some of the mini games, which are pretty fun. <clears throat> My wife made a game out of it. <clears throat> um trying to beat me in the mini games so yeah for sure it's fun uh really great game i I will recommend playing that with uh your significant other because it definitely goes over you know the marriage aspect of it trust issues things like that so it was really fun to play together um and um i've been playing the quarry so i i mentioned some things about not playing a whole lot and I did mention going on vacation, which is one reason why I haven't been playing a lot. Mm-hmm. But the second reason is because of this game. Yeah. Just um, it broke your spirit or what? It absolutely did. Oh, so, no. Uh, two episodes ago, I talked about beating the quarry and I, I gave my two cents on that game. After that episode, I didn't play video games for at least a week because I was so terrified of the you know the trophy cleanup for this game yep it took the whole gaming spirit out of me for a week and maybe like a week later when i did play i played like for a little bit you know i had those moments where i turn the game on i start the game and i'm just like you know what i think i guess i'm not gonna play yeah and i don't feel like playing mm-hmm. and it was like that for a week maybe a, a week and a half I didn't play anything because of the quarry. And then eventually I got back into it. Um, you know, I, I took some baby steps, but I was out of the game's atmosphere for a week because of that game. It totally had me out of it. Yeah, that's a that's really a shame, honestly. I mean, again, it, it comes down to feeling, right? We know some folks in our Discord don't mind trophy hunting in those games as much. Even Eli, to some extent, you've kind of been a defender of like, how the trophy list are structured. I, I think the, those are yeah. good arguments for sure. Or you're playing devil's advocate at least, right? Which, yeah. I, which I think is good. Um, Cause there are probably people who do really enjoy that. But yeah, for me, Daryl, it would be very similar to how you feel about it, where I'd probably just be like, okay, um, <laughs> I don't really feel like doing this. <laughs> and so it, yeah, that, that's tough. That's tough. So where did you end on it? Are you, how close are you to being completed or are you going to complete it? Um, I'm going to complete it. I think after being away 
for a bit on my vacation. I'm like back in the gaming spirit. I, I need to have a c controller in my hands at this point. Sure. Uh, Vacation's good play. for that. Yeah. So um, I haven't been able to play this week because I'm just like now getting adjusted back to you know Pacific Standard Time. Yep. I think that's why I woke up hella late this morning. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. My body's been struggling these last three days. Um. Yeah, you know, I want to play. I'm pretty close. Uh, before I left, I was at 61%. Um, so thing that I started doing is I kind of just started focusing on, like, what parts of the trophy list I want to take out first. So I'm doing collectibles first. And that was kind of the thing that scared me at the beginning because this is the thing I truly hate about this game is that at the beginning of the game, there's two different paths you can potentially take. But certain collectibles are assigned to a different path. So if you take one path, there's no way you can get the trophy for the other collectible because it was on the other route, if that makes any sense. It does, yeah. So because of that, you have to play two times because you have different collectibles on different routes. So you're forced to play... Um, two playthroughs for a collectible run, which is really annoying. Yeah, that is, that's pretty frustrating. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's what, that's what added to the whole, like, dude, I really don't want to do this. This is, <laughs> I did not like that. But, um, luckily I did get one of the collectibles, so it won't be a problem for me to go back and get the other one. It's just that at the very beginning, I was like, dude, that's just stupid. Like, why would you force players to, you know, play a second time because collectibles aren't available on one path? It, it was pretty dumb. Um, Almost like going having to beat the bosses again to get all the spells. True. Yeah. Yeah, which is a, a pretty stupid mechanic in that game, too. I mean, yeah, like I'm, I... We said Although it, this one, you're just kind of watching a game, right? You're not having to beat bosses on New Game Plus. Yeah, it's debatably better or worse because of that, too. Like, to some extent, at least you have to beat the boss. At least there's a challenge and a gameplay mechanic. Whereas in the other one, you're just hitting just a button. A movie. You're just hitting a button again. You're watching the same movie you've already seen with very slight differences. You guys are the movie guys. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Get mm -hmm. trophies for watching a movie? Mm-hmm. But I'd rather just yeah. go watch a movie at that point. I'd rather mm. just watch an actual movie. Mm. You know? Interesting. I don't know. It, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I do like to watch movies, and I do like to watch the same movie multiple times, but not back to back to back to back, you know? Not even but, for a trophy? What if they gave you trophies trophy. for watching movies? That's true. You That's said true. watch this movie three times in a row. It, there's got to be some <laughs> separation in between. There's got to be a gap, dude. And then I would hate the movie afterwards. I, I mean, I guess you could make the argument that you could play these games in a way where you just beat it once, put it down for a few weeks, come back to it, do it again, put it down for a few weeks. Come, You know, like no one is making us marathon it to completion. It could be right. a slower, you know, a slower grind, but still frustrating to say the least. Yeah. Everything's frustrating if you want it to be. I'm getting <laughs> agita. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been slowly chipping it away at it. So, you know, the frustration that I once had for this game is slowly wearing away. But, um, yeah, it, it's been a 
a nightmare this game i mean i enjoyed the story of it it was fun to to play it and experience it but just from a trophy hunting aspect it's not my favorite of this year for 2022 but um you know that's just me you know other people might see it differently sure but fun game still fun to play i'm, I'm actually kind of excited for my next playthrough where um you got to do something with all the characters. So I'm not going to say what it is, but there's something that involves all of the characters in the game, like similar to like keeping everyone alive or killing them all. You have to do something with all eight of them. Or I think it's nine, all nine of them. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, good, good stuff. Hopefully I'm excited for when you get past that and then you can get into a new title that you're excited about you don't have to announce what it is but do you have an idea of what you're going to play next or are you still trying to figure that out man i'm still trying to figure it out because i i I got some big games downloaded but it's it's coming down to and you kind of talked me out of one of them one of them was resident evil zero i definitely want to save it for spooktober when you play it so that that'll be a game we can play together and yeah uh, boy so it comes down to two, man. It's going to be uh, Yakuza, Zero, and Jedi, um, Star Wars uh, Fallen Order. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's not even a question of which of those yeah. you should. <laughs> I have a very obvious answer, but, of course, Slugger and a few other folks who are very big uh, Yakuza fans would tell you the other way. I actually I really enjoyed Yakuza 0 from what I played. I just was not into trophy hunting when I played that game, so I can't really speak to how easy or hard that trophy list is. I don't really know. I just I just played it for fun. I think when it gets to that point, I'm actually going to use Backlog Picker for the very first time. Oh, let's I'm, go, I'm, dude. I'm going to boil it down to those two games. Let's go, dude. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm excited for you. I think both of those will be a nice change of pace after It Takes Two and The Quarry, which I don't mean this in an offensive way at all, could be construed as more casual gaming experiences, right? So you'll get back into more of a traditional kind of like meat and potatoes game, so to speak. (laughs) That's how I felt when I played Walking Dead, like the first season. I was like, this is cool, but it's not really like, you don't get the same feeling from playing a game like that or like The Quarry that you do from getting, from playing another kind of more, you know, I don't know. You, you get what I'm saying. It's tough to describe. It's tough to describe. But you can, you can go ahead and say it. I mean, that's it. You know, <laughs> that's, it. That's, that's, that's the best way I can describe it. It's just a different. Uh, you don't get the same satisfaction. I don't know. There's not like as much of a challenge involved in those games. The challenge is in can I make myself not bored playing the same movie four times in a row? Not mm-hmm. about, you know, do I have a mechanical challenge in the game itself? Right. Mental toughness. Right? Mental toughness. Physical, now, some of those QTEs toughness. are pretty fast. I'll give you yeah. that. I'll give you uh, that. Yeah. But, um, anywho. All right. Um, so, for me, are you, or sorry, do you have more, Dale? I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off. My bad. That's all I've been playing. All right, man. Well, those are some good games. Uh, I know it takes two. We got quite a few fans in the Discord. I still need to check that out at some point. I think Stephanie would really like that to play co op. And now I have three PlayStation controllers for PS5. So, doable i bought myself the light blue one recently about a week before prime day because i'm smart and uh (laughs) that's okay though i'm really digging it and what i've kind of done is i have my my purple one and my blue one 
and I'm using them for more like single player experiences. It's kind of weird. It's a very me thing. And then the white one that comes with the controller that was having a little bit of drift or issues with it. And it was, it's weird. It's only in game menus. Like it's not like my crosshair jumps around when I'm shooting stuff. It's, it's really odd. Um, but I'm using that for like multiplayer games because I'm being a little harder on that, you know, a little harder on the sticks or whatever, because it's, it's the oldest controller. So it is super weird. I gotta say when you were saying that in the, this it'll just start like flying it's through so the weird. menus like going up constantly or going down constantly or like in the one of the games the i'm going to talk about like I'll, I'll i can explain sort of kind of how it's working but yeah it's it's very weird yeah. um it's so bizarre but coming from a mechanical maintenance background isn't that weird just, that just, that literally makes no sense if mm-hmm. the button's like being triggered what does the menu trigger in your controller it's so weird is it's, it a certain games or is it um, it's, it's very rare in some games that I've played. I mean, I, I've only played like three games recently, so I don't know, like broadly mm. speaking, but it, it, it's like in the menus for all three of those games. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Is it, if it's different games, what are those? What's in those menus that are, that's so weird. I know. And I'm sure there's a way that I could take apart the controller and like, maybe clean it or something. I don't know. I don't really want to do that though. I'm not, I'm not that type of guy. I'm just going to fuck it up probably. So whatever, there it is. But, um, but it, it came, uh, it, so I'm playing a couple games right now. I was going to talk about three, but I don't want to go too long. So I'm going to talk about two. And the first one that I want to talk about is the one that you brought to our attention last time, Eli, which is arcade Geddon. One of the free games that was offered for PS plus for July and this is the cooperative looter shooter sort of roguelite game, right? We talked about the trophy list last time, so not too many surprises there. Uh, and it did sound like a pretty chill experience. I ended up playing it about the, a week after we talked about it. I played it with Slugger and Skrillis one night, and I jumped up to like 16% completion or something in the first night. And I was like, okay, this doesn't really seem too bad, actually. Like, I, I think I can do this. And in a weird sort of way, a couple of my college friends uh, who you guys met at the wedding, Zach, Chaz, and Joe, all got really into this game too. And so we've been texting each other. They've actually texted me three times this week at like four o'clock to be like, anyone going to want to play an arcade run tonight? And I'm like, oh shit, like, all right, like, let's do it. Because in the past, we've played games together like Remnant from the Ashes or The Forest or The Blackout Club or whatever. And it was always me that had to text like, hey, guys, we haven't played in like two weeks. You want to hop on and make a little progress or whatever? So I think this game they finally got into, which is cool. It means like from a casual perspective, the game is, is pretty fun. But mm-hmm. here's the problem, okay? Ooh. Just like Knockout City, just like some of these other fucking multiplayer-centric games. And now let me just check really quick because I think Slugger has been playing this game called Witchwood that he's having this issue with too, where these trophies are just not syncing correctly. They're not popping. They're not updating your trophy progress tracker. And it's really frustrating because they are the toughest trophies in the game. So there's a trophy for collecting 50 figurines, which is a... um, Oh, wait. Hold on a sec. I'm looking at the PS4 version. Did you know that the PS5 version has a slightly different list in that it asks you to get 51 figurines instead of 50? Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that either. And... There is one Platinum Achiever on PS4, and there is none on PS5, because this trophy, on at least on the PS5 version, seems to be completely glitched and is mostly glitched on the other one. 
So, very weird. But anyway, what you have to do is collect 51 figurines. Now, the way that you collect a figurine is by doing a complete run in the game. You play through levels, you build up this meter that basically fills up a, a circle on the upper right of the screen until the boss is ready. And then you beat the boss, and then you continue on. When you beat all four bosses in the game, uh, the first go-around, that's, that's considered a completed run. If you end it there, you'll get all your rewards, and you'll get a figurine. So... I've done this four times now, and I've only, on my trophy progress tracker, it, the game only thinks I've done it once. And the thing that's mm. really frustrating about it is that that run, co-op, takes anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours, right? So Jeez. that's basically like eight hours of time that is not tracking. Now, according to the devs, they know that this is going on, and they say that you can continue to play, and when they get the fix in place, it will update your tracker accordingly. So it's a little bit of a, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm continuing to play, but so there's the trophy for collecting 51 trophy or 51 figurines. That's the gold trophy that's bugged. The lesser version of that same trophy is also bugged, which is just to collect 10 figurines. And that one still only shows one progress for me as well. The third one that is bugged. Yes, there are three bug trophies is unlock all primary surge abilities, which is basically when you level up your character, you get skill points to upgrade your uh, special abilities. And there's different abilities you can buy. And uh, when you buy all of them, there's 11 it's supposed to unlock. Now, I've paid for and unlocked five of them, and it still only says I've unlocked one. So again, it's bugged. However, just a shout-out, PSA, because I was reading the forums. If you have your tracker bugged for the Surge Gauntlet Scholar Trophy, the way that you get around this is... You level up enough to where you can purchase all of them at once, right, with the amount of points you have. There is a button to refund all of your points. So you get all your points back, and you can respend them and reallocate them. And apparently, if you do that and then buy them all in one go, it will unlock and count for you. So it's it's a little annoying, but actually not too bad because it's not like you lose those points. You just have to reallocate them. So if that's happening to you and it's not tracking properly, that's what you want to do for Surge Gauntlet Scholar. Uh, um, the other one that I wanted to call out on the list is called Ticket Titan, which is to collect 500,000 tickets. Tickets are an in-game currency you get for completing daily challenges, other quests, and just for completing runs. Now, the thing that's a bit weird about this trophy that they don't really describe to you is that that needs to be all at one time, not cumulative. So when I first started the game, I got like 100,000 tickets for doing like the intro stuff, and I started buying cosmetics with it, right? And I realized my tracker on the 500,000 wasn't going up. And then I realized my 500,000 is directly, that trophy tracker is directly tied to the current amount of tickets that I have. So if you want this trophy, you cannot be spending money on the way to getting that, that quantity. It's not overall, it's at one time. So make sure you're hanging on to your tickets until you hit 500,000. When the trophy unlocks, then you can start spending them on other stuff. So... It's a bit weird, um, but overall, the game is, is really quite fun. I don't quite see the, a reason to play after beating the first four bosses. You can continue, and it just it gets harder, and you just fight the same bosses again, and then they're slightly more difficult, but there's not really a reason to do so. I'm kind of treating it as like a one-and-a-half to two-hour like fun session, almost like playing like Call of Duty Zombies or something with your, with your buddies. So... Yeah, I've been digging it. I'm at 49% on the trophy list right now, so I've made some pretty decent progress. And 
you know, I'm going to continue. I'll probably do a run or two this weekend to continue to get some figurines and level up and all that stuff. And it'll slowly come along. Um, but yeah, and, and one other thing I want to point out too, there's, you know, when you're playing with your friends, whoever is the host of the game, their trophies will update properly in the trophy tracker. If you're not the host, your trophy progress will not sync until you go and play a run solo afterwards. Really stupid. It was the same thing. It's the exact same way for Aliens, Fireteam Elite. I don't know what is going on with these games, but it's really not acceptable that a game that you're going to put out as part of PS Plus, you haven't tested the trophy tracking and the trophy popping for for all this stuff. It's truly unacceptable. This is not a small studio. This is Ilphonic. Okay. Um, I, I don't get it. Like, Knockout City was the same way. Like, it's stupid. And part of me, like, with my tinfoil hat on, is going, well, they know trophy hunters are going to come out and just platinum this game and never touch it again. So let's make the one that's really grindy, the figurine one, not really track properly, quote-unquote, to keep them coming back for weeks until we mm. fix it. You know? Like, mm-hmm, sure. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it seems really weird to me. But it again... It seems like such a small, like, you know, we're a small group, right? We're a small group. For them to target us, but... It, we are the dedicated fan base, if you will. That, yeah. You know, stays up on getting games to play for trophies. So, yeah. Maybe they heard a podcast and we're like, oh, that's super easy. You should get it. And then, you know, I mean, like, oh, let's bug these bad boys. Yeah. Again, Make I, all those losers <laughs> keep playing it. I don't doubt that it's, I mean, I don't think that that's really what happened, but it's just a weird coincidence that it's the two trophies that are bugged are the ones that are for completing runs and basically beating the game. I don't know. It seems it yeah. seems very odd to me. Um, however, just to give you some stats, right? Right now, there are zero platinum achievers on the PS5 version. The average completion is 18%. And on the PS4 version, it's slightly different. One person has achieved the platinum somehow. So I don't know what's going on there with like if those trophies are like maybe not bugged on the PS4 version or the, according to the guides and the, the forums, it seems like they're still bugged. But for whatever reason, the trophy just unlocked randomly for this person and they don't really know how they triggered it. And they didn't do all the prerequisites to make it happen. So good for them, I guess. Um, but yeah, only one platinum achiever across both versions so far. So pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, that's Arcade Geddon. I'm going to continue to play it, and I'll keep updating folks as that goes on. So that and Alien Fireteam Elite are like my two like co-op like for fun games right now. And then my single-player side, if you'll remember correctly, I did do the Backlog Picker, and people voted for Detroit. And I said no. <laughs> Based on the most recent discussions uh that we'd been having surrounding story-based games and replays and trophy hunting in them i really was not excited to jump into that and i didn't think it was going to be doing the game a service if i wasn't excited to play it so i decided to go back to ruin king a league of legends story which was also on the backlog picker and i had started this game back in november last year when i purchased it for i think 40 dollars and I didn't have any trophy progress on it yet, so I got to go back with at like a 0% list and continue like forward. So this game is developed by Airship Syndicate. They also created and worked on uh, Darksiders Genesis, I believe. So that's another one of the games they've done. This is published by Riot Forge, which is Riot Games' publishing division. It is a single-player RPG released on November 16th, 2021. 
The distribution is the Platinum Trophy, two Gold Trophies, eight Silvers, and 42 Bronzes, which is too many, but we won't go into that again. The Platinum Percent right now is 17.07 on PSN, uh, uh, sorry, on the app, and then uh, 2.7%, sorry, let me read that again. PSN Profiles is 17%, on the app it's 2.7%, currently 349 Platinum Achievers, so pretty common platinum once you uh once you start getting into it but the way that this game is structured is it's a mix between Diablo 3 and a sort of turn-based RPG so you have an overworld that you explore by moving the character with your left stick and then the right stick can do abilities like a dungeon ability in a certain direction to initiate combat so you'll see an enemy on the screen you'll you'll use your right stick and hit right trigger to aim your ability and shoot it at him and then that starts a combat which is a turn-based encounter sort of like more traditional rpg Hmm. to tie it back to the controller thing i was talking about the rights like when i'm playing this game without controller that dungeon ability is constantly being like like my aimer is constantly aiming somewhere with the right stick even though i'm not touching the right stick it's constantly has like an indicator that i'm trying to aim it and when i use another controller that doesn't happen so in in game in game Mm mm-hmm very strange so i was like this is weird i hate this (laughs) so i don't play that game with that controller anymore but um yeah so i think to just kind of go through i i took some copious notes i'm gonna try to just read off these because these were really what i wanted to say so uh to go to start off with the technical discussion i think that's a good place to start because it's really the weakest part about the game and everything else is i think better so there is no ps5 version of the game there's the ps4 version and it runs at 30 FPS, from what I can tell in the overworld. So when you're walking around, like, doing the Diablo-style exploration, looting, talking to NPCs, it's running at 30 FPS, which takes a little bit to get used to. And I think it's quite strange, considering it's not a very intensive game on the PS5. But that's what it is. Uh, when you do get into the combat, it switches to 60 FPS which is helpful. So when you're actually doing the more important, arguably, aspects of the game, it runs at 60. But yeah, running around, it's at 30. Not really quite sure why that's the case. Um, The other thing I wanted to say is that there's frequent loading zones in the game on the PS4 version. And that's pretty frustrating because playing it on PS5, you know, you get all those like, oh, it loads in like two seconds or whatever. And it does load in probably like five or six seconds, but it's like every two screens is a loading screen somehow. I don't know how this is possible. The game came out in 2021, and it's <laughs> playing on PS5. Like, what? However, other than that, there's not really a whole lot to complain about from a technical standpoint. The character models in the dialogue scenes look really good. Um, they're hand-drawn, and you can tell there's a lot of attention to detail. The The aesthetic in the backgrounds, like the way they decorate the different towns and the dungeons and stuff you're in, is all really cool and definitely reminds me of diablo 3 and some even like world of warcraft older blizzard titles it's got a definite charm to it uh Mm -hmm. but i do think that the the frame rate and the loading screens keep it from being a 10 out of 10 for me because it's it's a really magnificent game other than those two things but with those i think depending on how much you care about those two things it could be anywhere between a seven and a nine for you right um otherwise mechanically you know when you level up your your party it feels really meaningful. The The max level for your characters is level 30, and every single level you gain, you get new abilities, new runes, something to upgrade that does change the spells in your party, or you know, each spell has two different paths, so you can spec it to be more offensive, or 
like this spell now does 100 extra damage or it heals you for 100, right? There's always like a meaningful choice in how you level up your characters, and I think that that is done really well. So I wanted to call that out. It's, it's fun to level up. And one thing that's also great is that your entire party earns the XP for every encounter, even if you're not using them. So you can only have three active party members at a time. And so it's about trying to build a composition of like one DPS, one healer, one tank, or, or you can have two DPS, one tank, or however you think is the most ideal way to play. But no matter what, the whole party shares the XP so that everyone is leveling up equally, which makes it like, oh, I want to use this person, but I haven't used him in like two hours, so he's way behind, and now he's underleveled for the area. You don't run into that, which I think is, is really smart. And uh, the art, like I said, you know, it's, it's hand-drawn. The dialogue scenes kind of remind you of like a comic book where it swaps back and forth with like this drawn image and who's talking on the screen. It's, it's really, really interesting. And they got the original voice actors from the League of Legends core game to come in and voice those same characters in this game. So it feels truly authentic. And even the items that you're using, the spells that your characters have, the passives, you know, everything, the bosses is all pulled from League. So you might recognize the equipment you have, like, oh, Doran's Blade. Yep, that, that's an item from the game or like, you know, whatever, right? Mana Mune, that's a sword in the game. All this stuff is really faithful to the original. So for someone who plays normal league coming to this game, it, you're going to feel right at home. You're going to understand how the passives work right away. You're going to get it because it's really faithful. And th I think that's cool. It could also be a turnoff to people who don't play league at all because it might be a little like foreign to you. But um, I think as someone who's a fan of league that it's a, it's a wonderful adaptation of that. And I, I'm really, uh, really happy with the job that they did for that. In terms of the actual combat itself, you're selecting from a, a list of spells and abilities every turn, and your characters go based on their their speed will dictate if they go first, second, or third in combat, and then it's like a turn. So you go, the next person goes, then maybe the enemy goes, then it's your turn again, right? And it's just a loop of that until you defeat one another. But it, it's actually incredibly fun. One of the mechanics that they have is you can double the combat speed for like the animations and everything so that in battles that might feel a bit more grindy or like oh, i'm way like this is super easy like whatever you can up the combat speed so that it goes by faster and doesn't take as long and i think that's great um and the other thing is each attack feels really impactful like the way they utilize the vibration is really interesting there's an attack that one of my characters has that throws out a magic orb and it hits the character that it, that it hits three times. So when it initially hits the character, it hits once. It hits again when it comes back through them, through their back. And then a third time when it comes back through their stomach, right? if that makes sense, right? And each time on the controller is a little vibration. And it feels like really, really cool yeah. and satisfying. So um, I think that's awesome. And it, it, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's well designed with the controller. Um, and like I said before, like the upgrade paths and the runes feel really significant. And there's truly like a depth of strategy. I, I'm not looking at a guide for this at all. I'm just trying to go in blind and, and just beat the game, you know, based on the trophy descriptions and stuff. And I'm playing on heroic difficulty, which is the hardest difficulty in the game. There is no new game plus, and there is a trophy tied to heroic. So you have to do it from new game. And so you might as well, if you're going to go for the plat, play it on heroic for your first playthrough. 
And right now, I'm about 30 hours into the game. Uh, according to how long to beat and stuff, it's about 30 to 40 minutes. Or 30 to 40 minutes. 30 to 40 hours. Probably about 35 for the main story, and then another 5 for cleanup. So I'm getting close. And I probably would have beat it this week if it wasn't for, um, wasn't for Arcade Geddon and me getting more into that game. But I'm currently at 40% on the trophy list with 28 of the 53 trophies earned. That percentage is going to jump really fast once I beat the game because you get like they all stack. So I'll get a uh, trophy for beating it on story, on normal, on veteran, and heroic. So that'll be two That's bronzes, cool. a silver, and a gold like right away. And uh, yeah, then it's just about cleaning it up. But but I I truly do think this is a this is a great game. I mean, right now it's in my running. It's tied with Elden Ring for my game of the year so far. Like that's how good I think it is. And it's incredible to just play for like an hour and a half, you know, and the music, the soundtrack in the game is so good. So I, you know, I, I don't play this game in party chat. That's why you've maybe seen me a little bit less in party the last couple of weeks is because when I'm playing this, I have my headphones turned all the way to game volume. I'm sitting there, maybe a little stoned <laughs> and just enjoying the soundscape of the game and everything that it has to offer. I think it's, it's incredible. So if you're a league fan, definitely check this out. If you like league of legends and you like RPGs, like, no question that you should look into this and even if you don't play league i think there's something here for you maybe you can wait until it's a little bit cheaper like 20 or 25 instead of i think it's still 40 bucks but overall just a wonderful game i cannot wait to get get to play more of it either tonight or tomorrow and uh yeah so that that's what i've been playing for uh for july the boys have any questions oh all right Cool. Well, that is uh that's probably gonna do it here for episode sixty-three and what we've been playing in July. Let's uh let's close up shop with a little bit of where people can find you slash any announcements you may have. Eli, what do you where can people find you at? Again at the LGS playing MTG or my house with the boys, I guess playing MTG. Uh that's also, right, baby. We're gonna do that again for sure. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh YouTube, Narshard thirteen one D. Yep. And um, any other pretty much social media except the, the TikTok, dude. I'm not on that. Fuck on. that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> cool. All right, man. Uh, what about you, Daryl? Where should people look for you? Uh, the Tall Simone guy on PlayStation and Discord. Yes, sir. You can find me at both of those places as well at CK Present, also on League at CK Present or Steam. And I do have a, a YouTube channel, which is going to be getting another video is planned in September. So. One announcement I wanted to make, uh, probably you know publicly, so people can hold me accountable, is I recently talked about playing uh, Resident Evil Four in September to to completion because I've never actually beat that game. I'm a massive Resident Evil fan, and it never seems to align with me for some reason. I don't know what it is about that game. I just never end up finishing it when I start it. So I'm gonna finish it in September as a preamble for Spooktober and playing some more RE in October. So. The plan is to do that game, and uh, I am going to stream it, okay? Let's go. I'm going to stream it. Now, I to set some expectations for you guys, I'm going to be streaming it just from my PlayStation, so it's not going to be, you know, don't expect a fancy webcam setup or anything like that. You'll be able to hear me. I'll have my headset going. I'll be talking to you guys and everything, but uh, I'm going to try to stream my playthrough, so look forward to that. You can find me on Twitch, also at CK Present. And, uh, you know, follow me or whatever if you want to get an alert for when that starts up. But that won't be until September. I've got something else planned for August that I think people will be surprised by. So we'll, uh, we'll get into it then. But uh, thank you all for listening to the show. 
And thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next time in episode 64. Take care and goodbye. Thank you.